Ah, welcome mortals to thine own channel, Angry Andy Reviews. Thou art most welcome here. Alas, thy present my own review for Thor, Love and Thunder. Enough of that nonsense, let's get down to business. Thor, 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 <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Thor, Love and Thunder, Thor, Thor, yeah, okay, I've got it right that time. Um, it's yet another film um, where Thor is looking for himself, searching for himself, a quest for inner peace, if you like, and y yes, again, how many times are we going to go through this? Thor. Four, four Thor films of him looking for himself, plus the Avengers films. Come on, let's get on with it. But, okay, moving on. He's Thor is looking for some sort of inner peace. He doesn't really know who he is. It's alluded to and joked about by Peter Quill um, of the Guardians of the Galaxy, who make a very brief appearance in this film before fucking off because the script dictates that they're not, they're not needed and there's too many of them. Great, that lovely promise at the end of Endgame where they go off together comes to nothing. Wonderful. So yeah, Thor has decided he doesn't want to fight anymore. He's had enough. He's retired. Uh, but that retirement is rudely interrupted by the God Butcher, Gore. Just going to throw it out there. What a terrific performance from Christian Bale as Gore, the God Butcher. Riveting performance, truly menacing, really dark, heavy subject matter as well. Gore, the God Butcher, you know, in the same vein as, as Thor, not knowing who he is, we have this complete opposite of a man who has completely lost his faith, and he is determined to punish the gods as a result. Fucking brilliant. Superb. This film deals with some really heavy source material, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to go into some spoilers here, okay? I'm really going to delve into some spoilers, because I think you need to. But, Gore... You know, the opening sequence with Gore is, you know, one of the most sort of like dark sort of openings I think we've seen. Not dark in terms of, you know, the fucking lighting. Um, I'm talking sort of like really sort of oppressive. It's sad. It's a really sad opening to the film. He loses his daughter, approaches a god who was begging for help. That god palms him off. And Gore is called to by this necrosword, this sword. Um, just lying in this in this 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 space, um, and he mercilessly kills this god, um, takes full revenge, and then transforms into this this crazed sort of demonic presence. But what a performance it is! And Gore goes from here, and to combat the 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 entirety of the threat, Thor travels back to New Asgard, and while he's there, he comes across uh, Jane Foster who is magically the mighty Thor, um, wielding Mjolnir, as we've seen in the trailers, there's no surprise there. What is surprising, though, is her sort of story. I didn't know anything about it, but she has stage 4 cancer. She's on her way out. Completely on her way out. 
Uh, like I said, some heavy, heavy source material. Some heavy, heavy material here. Um, so they go off together and their plan is to bring Gore down using Mjolnir, using Stormbreaker, using the power of Zeus's lightning bolt as well. Um, they travel to a wonderful... Um, I can't remember the name of the city, but it's a wonderful city where there's loads of gods. Zeus is there, who's played by Russell Crowe. Hilarious, hilarious sort of characterization from Russell Crowe as this really <laughs> overweight Zeus. Um, um, shit goes wrong. They murder a few uh, soldiers and they steal the lightning bolt and they go and do battle with Gore. Now, the thing is, I'm, I'm breakneck speeding through the sort of premise and that's because the entirety of the first half is all at breakneck speed. And like when I say there is some heavy material that's being dealt with here, mm, the overcurrent, the oppressive overcurrent is this comedy, which unfortunately for me didn't sit right, really didn't sit right. Um, jokes are repeated and repeated and repeated over and over again. The one-liners don't land. The cuts away. The jokey nature just doesn't land. It's It's very much it's a growth from Ragnarok, but a growth in the wrong direction for me. This film is dealing, like I said, with so much more depth, humanity, you know, and the fear of loss. And yet we're, we're pissing about with screaming goats. Oh, man, those goats. Admittedly, I laughed once at the very beginning when they first appeared because I thought, ah, oh, that's quite funny. That's a meme that we all grew up with. Uh, I saw, you know, everybody everybody used to laugh at screaming goats, but no, they carried on. They carried on. It's a, it's a you know, in, in, in terms of internet jokes, this is a fucking ancient joke. Okay, but it moves on at breakneck speed, and when you think this film is going to delve into some serious subject matter, you know, when they attack Zeus and they kill Zeus... When they do that, you think, oh, fucking hell, here we go, we're getting into it now. No, it stumbles again. There's another few jokes, some laugh a minute. When you think we're getting into some serious emotional weight with Jane finally coming clean, clean to Thor and saying, look, I am dying. I am dying. No, we jump again into some, in some other, into other jokes. It's a stop-start sort of effect with this film. There are some really good moments in it. I'm not going to lie, I really enjoyed the action. I really enjoyed the performances from Christian Bale. Russell Crowe was hilarious. And there are some good moments from Natalie Portman as well. When she's really sort of being allowed to delve into this, this, this you know, this idea. You know, this, this character <laughs> deterioration with this stage 4 cancer. But it's not enough. We're not given enough time to really deal with what she's going through we're not really given enough you know information about it it all happens so quickly we hear about it straight away then she becomes mighty four and then we come to the end There's, we see a brief moment which is probably a you know was a, a very heartfelt moment where thor goes and sees her um after they do battle with gore for the first time uh, for the second time rather and she's she's on the last legs and it's it's you know we you can see it but it 
it doesn't hit. It doesn't it doesn't land fully for me because we don't get a decent build up to it. We don't get a, a true sense of what she's going through because she masks it in the film. I wonder how much is left on the cutting room floor. Not just with her, but with Gore as well. As good as he is, as brilliant as he is, there is a lot missing. There's long periods of time when we don't see him. He's one of those villains, I think, that we could have done with, you know, being allowed to see more. In fact, we, we don't even see him, <laughs> like, battle any other gods. We see an off-camera an off -camera execution at the start of the film, but the rest of the gods, we don't see anything of it. We don't see him, you know, truly being consumed by this necrosword. We only hear about it. We only sort of get thoughts about it. There's no sort of... Yeah, we don't see any physical deterioration as he's being consumed, like they say, like a virus by the necrosword. It just happens. We're just told this happening. It's all tell and no show, again, from Marvel. He's killed all these gods. Oh, great, we see the aftermath. All right. But... How powerful were these gods? How powerful has he become? We see him batter Thor, but in the context of every other god in the universe, Thor is not the most powerful god, so how far has he gone? How far is he going to go? <laughs> Alright. But there we go. The film moves into some brilliant moments towards the end of the film. Like I said, there is, there is this first half of the film which is completely tonally all over the place for me and then we shift into the second half of the film where we finally get some really meaty dialogue again it all comes from christian bale there's a beautiful moment where they go to this this the shadow realm this this weird sort of tiny moon planet thing and he captures them he captures them and he encases them and it's it's dark it's black and white um and he is just terrifying there is a piercing look in it, in his eyes there's a sort of meaty sort of vampiric sort of performance coming through from it it's, it's it's hard to explain without actually seeing it you have to see it you have to see it to understand what what, what he's portraying what he's doing um and those are the standout moments for me the action is you know very very well done apart from the the the, oh, the shadow monsters oh god shadow monsters oh, oh fucking hell another massively overwrought cgi sequence but yeah it's a very mixed bag this film for me and i haven't even touched on a lot of what we see in this film um we get some brand new characters some completely new characters we get um bloody Heimdall's son uh, who appears as a floating head which is another questionable visual effects moment um and then we get love um so gore's daughter is brought back at the end of the film and um, you know she's adopted by thor it's very touching um it's very nice um where where we go with that um i guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see um i think the general consensus was that jane foster would probably take Thor's place, if you like, in in the long running. That's completely out the window now. Um, <laughs> so, is it possibly going to be this young lady Thor that we we see going forward? Who knows? Who knows? Um, the after credit sequence. Um, <laughs> oh, we get Hercules. 
We're, we're going to see Hercules. Brilliant. Uh, I'll take that. I'll have that because it's ridiculous. And um, I sound like a bit of a hypocrite, don't I? Because as much as I enjoy the ridiculousness, when you're dealing with, like I said, the subject matter, which is, it's so human. You know, a lot of people will react to this storyline of cancer, this storyline of loss of faith, of losing a daughter that makes you lose your fundamental belief in in higher power. And yet we're being screamed at by by goats and we have, you know, weird freeway relationships between um, fucking Mjolnir and um, Stormbreaker. The, the, the hammer has sentience now. All right. OK, fair enough. But then we're also joking about them shagging on the boat and things like that. And, oh, oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Jesus. We're dealing with some really, really deep human stuff. And it's, it's, it takes us too long to really get to the nitty gritty of it. I honestly feel like I've waffled a lot in this, in this review. And that's because I'm completely torn. I'm going to be honest, I'm completely torn because, like I said, there are some things I really, really did like, I really, really did enjoy, and yet there are things that completely took me out of this film. For every beautiful moment of dialogue with gore, um, there was a stupid piece of comedy from Dumb Thor that just completely took me out of it. Completely took me out of it. I think that's, that's the problem. It's a tonally tonally shifting film all the time it's it's being labeled as a comedy it's not a comedy it's it's i don't know what it is and i don't think the identity of this film is truly there either if i'm being completely honest um but there you go i'm gonna leave it there because i think my camera's having a fit so i've probably been juddering around for a lot of this as well but there you go i'm going to give this film oh, i'm gonna give it a very, very, oh, mm. I'm going to be very nice and give it a 7 out of 10, I think, because it is much better than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's much better than the Eternal Shang-Chi, um, Black Widow. It's not as good as Spider-Man No Way Home. Again, a film which focused on the quality of its villains and its writing and dealing with the subject matter. Um, using comedy where applicable. Yeah. Yeah, 7 out of 10. I'm going to leave it there. Like I said, I've been waffling, I think. I don't think this has been one of my most coherent videos. And it's been going on quite a while as well. So I'm going to leave it there. 7 out of 10 for Thor, Love and Thunder. Where are we going in Phase 4? We've had over 50 hours of content. No idea. <laughs> I'll see you on Black Panther 2, I guess. Bye-bye.